You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Here we go. Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you can come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am, uh, well, for the time being, part-time skinny and uh, full-time exhausted. I've been uh, working out a storm with uh, my friend Daryl Graham. Daryl's a Daryl Graham Graham. And with me, as always, is my good friend and Black Friday opter outer, Andrew Patterson. What's up? Yeah, I, uh, no, no, bla- I had so many tabs open though, let me tell you. Like Thursday, like I was primed. I was like, okay, I found all the shit. Yeah. I'm fucking ready to go. Some great deals. And then. I just was not into it. I went into the studio today. I was looking at my computer and all those tabs are still open. But like to some, you know, like if I refresh them, all that shit would just be gone. Yeah. And I was just like, well, and I felt it was like a mixed feelings. You know, I was like, oh, I missed out. But mostly it was a feeling of relief because I was like, I still have all of that money, you know? Yeah. You don't really need that shit. Probably. No, but I mean, it's good for like holiday shopping sometimes. You yeah. Know, you for can sure. get like a good, but it's funny. It is like that, uh. You know, people are like, oh, you save 30 bucks, though. But, like, I'm not. I'm spending 50. Right. And saving 30, you know? Anyway. It's only worth it if I, you were going to get it anyways, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like, I got, <laughs> I kind of got lucky. I got a new phone. Ooh. Um, a Pixel XL2, which I... Or- so, I got lucky and unlucky. I had a huge debacle with Rogers. Got, like, insanely upset. Every- everything that could have gone Hashtag wrong with it... Hashtag fuck big telecom. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that could have gone wrong with it went wrong. I pre-ordered the phone, but they sold my pre-order to some guy who just walked in off the street. And okay. it's not like they even contacted me to say, we have your phone. They just sold it. Fucking. And, but it kind of. Because they can. Right. Cause... I guess so. But it, it, they ended up crediting me and doing all this stuff. But it also worked out because I ended up getting the phone. You know, I would have gotten it a week or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. but I ended up buying it on Black Friday. In which it came with a bunch of extra shit because it was Black Friday. Accoutrement, phone accoutrement, cool. So yeah, now my I'm, my goal is to like make my home a smart home. I have all this weird shit lying around, like Google Home and sweet thermostats and smart scales and all this weird shit. So we'll excited see. to be living in a machine. It's gonna be cool. Yeah, I will sell us out to our robot overlords in a heartbeat. I'm with you, man. Um, Don't sell me out first. We can do it together. Yeah, no, we'll no. cross over. You know, hopefully they defect at the same time. Enjoy the podcast, and then we can just make this for them. Yeah, clearly kissing their ass enough. Yeah, I know they're parsing this audio at a speed faster than human beings possibly could for any sort of. Anyway, what's uh, on tap today? Yeah, so what we got today is the hidden gem, the big sick, Mm. and you gotta love it, the emoji movie. Do you know who recommended these? I don't feel like the big sick is particularly a hidden gem. Well, I mean, I mean, it, it's hyped. Yeah, you know? yeah that yeah. shit's got like some momentum behind it. I, I think people are aware of it. Like I told my parents tonight, I was at my yeah. parents for dinner and I was like, 
I watched this movie called The Big Sick, and they were like, oh, yeah, we heard of that movie. Well, so, there you, you so know. no, I mean, I agree with you that it is a known commodity, and it's known, but nobody's seen it. known to be good. But, yeah. yeah, there's not a lot of people who actually went out and saw it because it didn't get, like, as wide a release as a major m- movie was. Fair enough. Initially, the release was only in L.A. It got such rave reviews that, that it so, sort of, like, well, it was L.A., New York, and Chicago or something, and then it, like, started spreading. It was, like, three theaters hmm. in L.A., and then it, like, n- then it got a wider release. But And so I think it got a lot of hype, and maybe, who knows, when Oscars come around, it could be a contender. Yeah. But uh, I don't know that that many people saw it. Sure. And that's why... But it also... The theme, right? How many... We, we have uh, T.J. Miller... Yeah. In the emoji the Silicon movie. Valley theme. How yeah. many people do you think saw the emoji movie? Uh, a lot. I'm yeah. going to say a With lot. With their families, you think, maybe? Like yeah. kids, young people. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually stoked uh, about The Big Sick and our next episode as well, which we haven't recorded as of yet, but knowing what is on the docket. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I'm just pumped. There's like a kind of a theme that unites them, which we'll get into, I'm sure, as we start talking about it. But uh, so we'll start. Let's start with the big sick. Yeah. Uh, so the big sick is a movie starring Kumail Nanjiani of uh, of Silicon Valley, like we said, and it's about it's a story of of a part of his life, essentially. Yeah. The story like, of how he met his his now wife. And you would think like, oh, spoiler alert, because like, you know, it, it's kind of a will they, won't they sort of deal. Mm-hmm. But there was no secret made during the entire marketing campaign or, you know, all the talk of this movie that it was about him and his wife. Mm-hmm. And it's still riveting. Yeah. Even though you know how it's going to end. Yeah. You know? Because um, you don't it, you don't know how it's going to get there. You're just like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Yeah. Um, Talk about a crazy situation. So he meets this girl, falls in love with her essentially, but is of Pakistani descent, mm. and his parents are traditional. And so, like he, they, he moved. He was born there. Yeah, arranged they, marriage, the whole thing. Yeah, and so because she's not one of the arranged wives, and not Pakistani, and especially not Muslim, mm-hmm. that's a big no-no. Yeah, and his, I believe he said his cousin. Um, or is it his other brother? I don't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. Another family member uh, starts dating a white woman and marries her, and yeah. he is excommunicated from the family. Yeah. Um, and so that's what he's up against, and she doesn't know this. And then when she finds out, she breaks up with him. Mm-hmm. But then she gets sick, and that's when things get interesting. Very sick, yeah. Yeah. She, well, she, she she's eventually in a coma. She's put into a medically induced coma, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's like one of those stories where you're like, this is too crazy to be... Yeah. As they've broken feel, up. Yeah, it feels like a movie plot, yeah. which it is, but is also his life. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, without going into tomb again, because I think everybody should see this movie for sure. I don't know if it can be spoiled, though. Well, I was just going to say, but yeah, yeah but... it's not... The, I guess they're not spoilers. It's not like twists, but he's then forced to... Basically, he becomes close with her parents. Yeah, he doesn't... He's not forced, though. Well... He he opts he I know, but I mean the circumstances like had he not gotten the phone call that she was in the hospital, none of that would have happened. Right. And then like the fact that he's like, Oh, yes, I'm her husband, I'll sign to have her uh, you know, put into a medically induced coma. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, Okay, you need to call her parents. You know, like all of those things. Like obviously he's opting in, but I just mean like 
Yeah. He didn't decide like, oh, I heard this was happening. I'm going to go check this out. And then, you know, so and it, yeah. he's clearly very uncomfortable through the first like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, yeah, it was, it was riveting and it kind of has like act. I mean, all films have acts, but like the first part feels kind of like a master of none type situation, you know, like indie, you know, yeah. twee rom-com and then some shit hits the fan and then it's like kind of a different movie. It's like an awkward meet the parents type movie where... But they they know the circum they, so yeah they've broken up yeah the parents know before the coma yeah and yes yeah, so the parents know all the details of the breakup and yeah. he's still there and they're like what the fuck are you doing here yeah like but that but that's what I mean you can leave now yeah you can leave and he's just yeah. like uh, so then there's that section of the movie and then there's like another section yet again which is kind of weaved throughout but which is the story of Pakistan and his you know his. Uh, his heritage and like his relationship with his family. But that kind of also really comes in heavily in sort of the third act of the film. Yeah. But, uh, it's kind of the main thrust of the film almost. Yeah. It's the main thrust, but it, again, the, the shit hits the fan when he's kind of pushed to his breaking point, you know, mm-hmm. and his family confronts him for other reasons. And he's been kind of keeping the secret from him. And, but, uh, I loved this movie. Oh, yeah. I did. I thought it was great. I, uh, I'm like, it was one of the best ones we've seen, in my opinion. Like, I mean, there's some good ones, but if I had to make a top five list, I mm-hmm. would say that this is probably on that list. Wow. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it hit so many bases. Like, yeah. first of all, it is this kind of a romantic comedy. I mean, he's it's like an Apatow produced. He's a stand up comedian. You know what you're going to get, kind of, guy. kind of. You know, yeah. the people involved, you're like, oh, yeah. But yeah. it's also very serious, very poignant. It deals with a lot of issues, right? Like, it yeah. deals with very relevant issues. Yeah. Hot hot topics yeah i don't know i loved it and like it, it was also super emotional like yeah after she wakes up and she's just like what are you what are you doing here yeah, like i don't want to i don't want to see you and then like he thinks that she's joking and yeah. you kind of think she's joking yeah because like that's how they're and they're like yo you're been. on these drugs so she's gonna be like and she's like nah like, yeah get the fuck out of here my the I, I the part that hit me was the part where he realized that like he had been a bad boyfriend basically, and he bombs at the at the oh, stand up yeah. routine, and then the like following scene is when he's like in her room, and she's just in a coma, and he's like talking, he's like you know not that you've never seen that in a movie, but just like the setup and the circumstances where he finds himself in her room at night at the hospital, there's nobody around, and he's just like talking, having a one sided conversation. Yeah, I was just sitting there, just like, yeah, yeah. But this it's, is the. It's also like amazing because it plays like it's just so it feels more realistic than a romantic comedy because also when she wakes up, she's like, "I'm glad that you had like all these revelations," but yeah. for me, I just woke up. Yeah. Like my life hasn't changed at all. Yeah. You know, and he is like basically fully transformed into a different person. Yeah. Because yeah, of this and, experience. And, and the like, relationship with the parent and the parents are kind of there. There's so Ray much Romano is amazing. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's great. So I love when he's it. like, he's like, here's the thing, Kamel. Yeah. Uh, you know, where you live is horrible. It's probably a health hazard. Uh, you're not very funny. <laughs> And that's kind of—he's just like, yeah. "Wow, you started that, and I really thought you were gonna say something nice." Yeah. And he's just like, "Yeah, I'm kind of realizing that now." <laughs> like, it's just like so blunt. Yeah, yeah. He—he's good. I see. I never liked his show, but I find him 
great in everything else I've seen him in. You I, know? I, well, especially this, because he's not, it, I mean, he's not playing a comedic yeah. role, really. I mean, he yeah. has comedic moments. Yeah. But it's more of those, like, dad jokey yeah. kind of moments. It's, yeah, it was a great movie. The, I, like, it, you know, I think another thing that I liked it and I would recommend it to people uh, of all backgrounds is that it it touches on a lot of, I mean, obviously a lot of issues. It touches on, like, you know, Islamophobia, race issue, you know, racial tensions and race issues, fucking gender, all cultural, like all of this stuff that I am both fascinated by and, like, terrified of. Yeah. Um, and... Obviously, I'm not from Pakistan, but there's things that I could relate to. Like, I haven't had, you know, a bunch of, like, horrid experiences dating white women, for example. But I have had enough weird experiences, you know what I mean? Like, it was just sort of like there is, you know, things that I could relate to, or at least it wasn't a stretch to relate to, you know? Mm -hmm. It was, like, in a more extreme sense, and just, like... Is great. It really hits on everything, and I also like that. Well, also they, like they, the the issue of being a second generation, or like yeah. first generation American in a from a foreign family. Yeah, like it's when like, he confronts his parents, and he's like, "Why, you know, you keep saying all this stuff about like, you know, what I should be appreciating, but like, why did you even bring me bring here? me here if you know you didn't want me to live an American the, life. American life?" Like I was like, "Oh fuck," and I also like that they at least. You know, like uh, the focal point, I wouldn't say in this movie was uh, the women. They're the the they they're like developed characters. They're not just like nobodies. But I did like that they even briefly touched on like, you know, all of the aspects of why he was having so much trouble. Like when he drives that girl home, like the girl that his mom brought by. Yeah, can't remember her name, and he's just like, "You deserve better." And she's just like, "Yo, everybody just keeps telling me what I deserve." Like she's clearly sick of it as well. She just like wants to be in a relationship so she doesn't have to fucking worry about all this bullshit anymore and like her family and other families just trying to like basically essentially treat her as like an object and be like it doesn't matter what you want this is what you have to do her mom uh uh, kumail's mom's like well she's in very high demand you know yeah like it's it's not easy it's hard to get an appointment yeah 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 there's so yeah it's great it's 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 uh oh and that scene same scene where where he's confronting his parents but when he says like you know Islam worked great for you. Yeah. But I don't I don't even pray. Yeah. Like I just go down there and I play video games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh and I liked his brother too was good. Like his brother kind of defers to the rest of the family constantly, but then there's that scene at the end where he's like incognito <laughs> <Yeah>. his <laughs> performance and like it's like he's living a separate life where he really does kind of relate to his brother, but yeah. like he's decided that he wants to like follow the follow the rules basically for whatever reason but it's yeah. just like hit the way that he's portrayed in the film like how he you know it's like oh you should grow a beard like you should do this and and yeah. like they're always arguing and bickering but they seem to have like a pretty close relationship that exists outside of the that's yeah, yeah, good family. but um yeah i mean i don't want to just go over every part of the movie i think people should go out and watch it for themselves i think it's yeah it's great it deserves all the praise it's been getting and i'm glad that you know we watch i probably would have ended up watching it one way or another but yeah. It kind of reminded me of Master of None. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a little bit. It, it touches on a lot of the same issues. In a completely different way, it also reminded me of Funny People, probably because of the stand-up aspect of it. Sure. But, like, it just felt, you know, you, 
you might think because of the people in this movie that you go in, obviously he doesn't have the cachet of like Adam Sandler. Like he hasn't been around as long. Yeah. Uh, he's a much younger actor, comedian, but like people, I could see people loving Silicon Valley, you know, and going into this movie being like, ah, oh, looking at the people in it and being like, oh, this is going to be it. And then just being like, oh, this is got some pretty heavy, sh- excuse me, pretty heavy shit in it. But well, I mean, I think the movie itself turned out amazingly. Like, in my head, when I first heard about it, I didn't... I mean, I didn't think it was going to be low budget per se, but I didn't think it was going to be, you know... Like, I guess low budget is... is, And maybe it was low budget, but it was shot beautifully. Like, all the scenes were put together. It was very professional. It was... Uh, yeah, it's great. I don't, I don't know. It's like a... Yeah. It's a just solid movie. I don't have any... Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's really good. And I, I... I mean, we'll tell you about this later anyway, but what we're going to be looking at next week, uh, one of the, the items, the hidden gem, is the podcast, Two Dope Girl. Queens. Two Dope Queens, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. <clears throat> Which I've been listening to quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior, prior, we got recommended and we're like, I was like, okay, I got to like pay more attention to what's going on, but I had subscribed a while just based on the premise. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Watching this movie in the midst of that, like I have just been steeped in, um, I don't even know how to like racial, like visible minority, New York City, North America, like basically visual, visible minorities in North America, just living and telling their stories. Like it has been, I just been bombarded by it even more than just what you hear in the news and like normal because I've exposed myself. Yeah, that's fucking sick. Uh, Koji just took a photo of me on his fancy new phone. I want to be more dope. social media adept. Yeah, for for our purposes. Yeah, you know, and I feel like Instagram is a big part of that. But anyway, go, sorry to interrupt. There's just like a lot of like, rel- you know, like uh, two dope queens. They always have they have like three comedians on in like each episode. Mm-hmm. Do and they do like 10, 15 minutes of material, and uh, they're you know young women you know like female comedians people visible minority like i think actively searching out people that they're just friends with but also people that don't get the exposure that you know your typical white male comic might yeah so watching a film that centers around the life of a american a a pakistani american comedian yeah you know like it's just like it felt like everything was coming together also We'll talk about it next week, but listening to Two Dope Queens made me just be like, fuck, we got to step it up, man. We got to step our shit up. Well, we also... They've, they've got it fucking figured out. Like, how do we be, get funny? You know? Be, be funnier, know. Andrew. All right, I'll try. But uh, it's just good, man. They got, a, they got a good thing going. But yeah, I don't want to get distracted, but it just no. is interesting. Like, there's... Just fucking go watch this movie, man. Just watch this fucking movie. Yeah, it's good. I, I will say that even if you you can't relate on like a Impo- on, yeah. on a racial level, or, you'll relate on some level. Yeah, you have to. There's something that you'll touch on, and it'll be like fuck, because it's just a very human experience. And the fact that it's a true story, or at least you know based yeah. on a true story, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, family relationships, racial tensions, prejudice. Yeah. Islamophobia, fucking living in... It's, it's essentially the comedy version of Lion. Do you ever see that? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, that was good. I know. Everybody told me yeah. that I should go see that movie. I really liked it. Uh, okay. 
so let's move on to the T.J. Miller vehicle. T.J. Miller. Uh, th- this. Do you think this will replace his uh, Yogi Bear 3D, the greatest piece of Talking Bear cinema? What's this? You know, you know the thing yeah. he always says. Yeah. Do you think it will replace it, the Emoji Movie? I don't know. He'll start saying that instead. Have you seen the Emoji Movie, sir? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. The greatest piece of Emoji cinema. Em- emoji cinema. Yeah. Uh, I do think it was the greatest piece of Emoji cinema I've ever seen. Um, it wasn't like, you know, I'm not raving, running through the hills saying like, everyone, you must watch the emoji movie. Particularly after seeing the big sick. Yeah. Right. But like, I I don't know why it was so panned and I don't know how well or not well it did. But like, if you were a young child going to see this movie, what would there be not to like even an adult taking your child to see this movie this movie i okay i don't want to put it in the same ballpark sony pictures animation they they handle this shit pretty well and you know they're producing it there's other people involved but this movie touches on some shit you know yeah like they're like some some like real shit like some serious stuff like they I found there was a lot of parallels to the Lego movie. You know, both movies came out and it could have been like, and I was talking to Tom about this. It was kind of like, I remember hearing about the Lego movie and being like, are you fucking kidding me? A Lego movie? Like what? I love Lego, but like, what are you, you got it. This has got to be some sort of possibly be. What could the possibly be? Um, And of course I love uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Yeah. And, but like I saw that movie and it, actually blew my mind not like there's some like kooky over the top shit but like not only did i find it funny but the actual point of the movie was brilliant well and it was delivered in such a brilliant way in the lego movie even the kooky over the top shit is like addressed as being like it's kind of like a nod wink like it's so crazy yeah but but the thrust of like you know if you haven't seen the lego movie i'm not spoiling the ending for you but i honestly i don't give a shit if you don't even like lego like it's like a very touching Oh yeah, it, there, there's like a yeah, there's like some serious shit that happens in it. This movie didn't hit, quite hit that level. Actually, didn't even. Re- but like, it had the same thing. Like, it opens with like, it's kind of a, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge joke. But the movie is like about how kids growing up now. Yeah, th- it's like hieroglyphs. Like they speak in a different language. Right. Like you know, and how important that is to them. Right. Like, and so I, it, hold on. Before we get into that, the movie is also just about the emojis that live in one kid's phone. Yeah. And how I mean they they actually it's live It's like Wreck-It Ralph, but instead of video game characters, that's emojis, emojis in an app. And they have children and those children like so two smiley emojis, let's just say we'll have a child that will be a smiley emoji and one day will take over as the smiley emoji on the phone yeah, for goes the to parents. work to do the 9 to 5, yeah. And uh your job is that when when the you know child who has the phone chooses your emoji, it scans your face, and that's what appears in the text message. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is one emoji who is supposed to be a meh, a meh, just like a bored, you know, yeah. kind of face. Um, but uh, it cannot be indifferent to things. Just yeah. like is, he just loves everything. He's super enthusiastic. Yeah. Or just not even loves everything, but like feels everything. So like if he's sad, he's sad. If he's happy, he's happy. But it's yeah. just like he's never even keel yeah. about anything. Yeah. 
And so the movie is, well, you know, he's like, no, no, I'm ready. I'm ready to take over your job. Like, I can't wait. And the first time they scan him, he, like, destroys the place. Yeah, he panics and everything goes horribly south. Yeah. And then you find out that he is one of the only emojis who is able to emote things that are not just a man, like, the, the emotion that they are meant to emote. Yeah. And which is a great idea. Yeah. It's great. And then it goes on from there. But I mean, at its core, it's about, I mean, it, it teaches kids to like, whatever, be themselves yeah. or like not, you don't fit in. Don't like, yeah, totally. Also like, it's okay to care about things like, yeah, you know, for sure. And I was, yeah, that was going to kind of come full circle. Like that is very poignant and is the thrust of the movie. But like, that's kind of what I mean about the, you know, initially it sets up, you know, I think myself included, like I use emojis, but I'm I'm very dismissive of them. I think just as like the generation behind us, like I don't fully appreciate maybe how to me, it's still kind of a joke, you know, like right. you, you watch like fucking talk shows or, you know, SNL and there's always like skits and stuff poking fun at like, or the Beaverton, you know, like there's all these skits poking fun at the idea behind emojis. And I think part of it is maybe intimidation at being left behind, you know, like just yeah. kind of growing up. But like this movie, right out of the gates, before you even go into the phone, when T.J. Miller as the main character is narrating, yeah, it is like tongue in cheek, but it's straight up like, yo, we're setting the stakes here. Like this is important, you know. Right. Like you think it's a joke, but if you have kids, like it's not a joke to them, you know. Like this is like how they are learning to communicate with each other. Yeah, and then the added sort of one-two punch of like being different in yeah. like a space that's very like this is the way it is kind of speaks to that a little bit you know yeah. like people being like you can't fucking like you have to well it's trying also, to force kids to be like oh no like use your words i don't know it's just like there's a lot of stuff there's like, other layers there too like the um hacker who turns out to be the princess emoji yeah and it's, it's kind of like you know you don't have to pigeonhole girls aren't just princesses yeah Right, they can be like grungy hackers or whatever, yeah. and they can be princesses, and they yeah. can be whatever. Yeah, you know, I mean, part of it kind of falls apart when she's, you know, playing second fiddle to him. Although he's the main character of the movie, so it's almost inescapable. But like, I'm not. I don't. I don't think either of us are saying that this movie is fantastic and everyone should run out and see it. Yeah, but, but don't like, slag it though. The lowest, seen, yeah. one of the lowest scores on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's preposterous. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen shit way worse than this, and like, I think yeah. I, particularly things that I particularly loved about this movie, like aside from overall themes that we mentioned, mm-hmm. but like scenes in in particular when they go to the the pirate bar or whatever yeah. it is, like. Where all the viruses live. Yeah, and it's like disguised as... Uh, fuck, what was the app disguised as? Remember it had like a... It had it was skinned. So yeah, like that's yeah. where he stores all of his like shit that... And, and Matt is just like... Well, why, why would he want to like yeah. hide it? Like what? You know, it's and, like an and exercise app like, like or something. He's like a teenage boy. You yeah. know, he's a teenage boy. What could he possibly have to hide? And the yeah. guy's just like... You're kidding, right? Are you kidding <laughs> me? Um. The movie also is set up, I'm not saying they all like hit home, but the premise is basically a low hanging fruit for any kind of joke you want to make because there's so many emojis that every one of them has like a list of jokes you could make just about what they are and their existence and the fact that they embody that. Right. And they do it a little bit and I'm glad, I don't think they went overboard, like they could have done way more, but it's well, just kind of like... I mean, I think the most heavy handed ones are the poop emoji, but that makes yeah. the most sense because it's... 
Yeah. It's just shit. Also, everybody in the movie, all the characters in the movie are kind of in on that joke. Yeah. It's like he is almost tired of people making jokes poop about jokes, yeah. poop jokes around him, but they constantly are. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, and also animation was is beautifully animated. Like I, that's almost something I think people take for granted at this point because technology has come so far, but there's still shit that is out there that is poorly done, you know? And I think Sony Pictures, all the way back to like Surf's Up and Open Season, the first Open Season. Yeah. I was just like, I was super into it. Like though, I think Open Season came out, I might've even still been in school. Open Season and Surf's Up came out. I was still in animation, but like they were, uh, and then Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, of course. Like they, yeah, yeah. they are not afraid to do, they're not just trying to make things more real, you know, or more, you know, like Pixar, I love Pixar. Pixar is king, but like, you know, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is wacky. Like Looney Tunes wacky. And and they, I think, are trying to inject a little bit more physical gag comedy and sort of old school animation tricks and techniques into like 3D animation. Yeah. And so anyway, I, I yeah, it's it's ridiculous that it had so much, it's almost, so you, you would imagine, like it makes sense. It's like, it's almost meta. It's like people probably immediately hated this for the reasons that we were just listing, you know, like, yeah. oh, a movie about emojis, like cash grab. Oh, like emojis, like emojis is stupid. So like, uh, I, there are a couple of um, critics here are complaining that, uh, you know, they didn't like the like product placement or whatever in the film. And, yeah. and but I will say that the Rotten Tomato score, the to, to, tomato meter is 9%, but the audience score is 40%. And uh, the argument that there's too much product placement, I, I kind of liked that. Like the fact that they were going into Dropbox as an example, because that's yeah. an app that I use all the time and yeah. it just made it feel more. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a movie that's set up, like there are movies that I didn't feel like I was being sold to when I watched the movie, you know? Yeah. Like I at no point felt that way. In fact, I felt most of the time that they were poking fun at all of the things that were included you know what i mean like yeah. it wasn't like uh and the when they went into just dance or whatever and like the just dance girl was like the the character and then later when you see her in the the trash can or whatever the yeah. recycle bin and she's just like all frazzled her makeup so and she's just like dancing like she can't she just is so like traumatized from the experience i like the trolls as well yeah which was like uh, actual trolls uh jeff what's his name the insult comment no yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, which made yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, it was it was, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I didn't hate it. Like, you know, it's kind of like a worse Inside Out or something. Yeah, I think this but is if you fine. if you have kids, you know, if this like you could do you could do worse, you know, like just you can't. I don't know. It. Uh, I I enjoyed it. You know, it wasn't like amazing, but I wasn't like, oh, like, fuck, you know, like I definitely thought it was going to be terrible. In fact, when you said we were going to do it, I was like, oh, here we go. But it was the same as like the the Great Wall or Mordecai, you know, all these movies that I had these preconceived. That still occasionally comes up. Those walls come up. You yeah, know? It's, it's still like a knee jerk reaction. But I wonder know. how much of it has to do with expectations, though. Because yeah. I, I feel like a lot of the movies that we end up really hating are the ones that you would think would be kind of middle of the road that mm -hmm. just end up being absolute garbage and the ones that are supposed to be really horrible you're like that's oh, kind of middle of the road 
Yeah. And also probably we've just seen so much stuff, both within the confines of this the podcast and just in general. Like we watch yeah. a lot of stuff, you know? So mm-hmm. like... Or consume. I mean, it's yeah. not all movies. Sure. But I think the ones that really stick out in my mind are uh, Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2, mm-hmm. My Boss's Daughter, oh. and that vampire comic book that we read. Do you remember Crimson? that? Crimson? Crimson, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, those are definitely up there. Yeah, my boss's daughter, I've basically blacked out. I only remember it when you bring it up. If somebody was like, have you seen this movie? I'd yeah. be like, no. Well, la- I, I really didn't enjoy Laser Blast either. But I was, pre- <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty tired. Yeah, yeah, there have been some real stinkers. But this isn't one of them. I don't it's think this one is of them. a real stinker. I wouldn't stinker. put it in a stinker, no. No. Yeah, so... Did you love it? Check it out. I... I I will say that I loved it, but I think part of that is because of how horrible it was supposed to be. Yeah. Like the entire time I was just thinking like, why? Why does everyone hate this? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. But I think if nothing else, I mean, this show has really helped us to appreciate all things. Totally. But also shown us like, don't really believe the hype train. Yeah. Because you never know. Don't drink from the mainstream. Maybe. Although the mainstream did say that, uh, um, the big sick was good and they were right. Right. But you could still figure that out on your own, drinking from a side stream. Sure. You know? I uh, I also, just before we move on completely, I did like the part where he, uh, when he first meets High Five or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he takes him to the, through those beads to that, like the room with the forgotten emojis, like the ones that are never used, at least yeah. never used on this kid's phone. And right. like the eggplant, <laughs> the eggplant is in there playing pong or, or playing pong or something with, with like the, the grandma. with the grandma. And there's just like, it was like a really funny way to just basically, you know, like everybody yeah. would get that. Like you, they go, he goes into this room and it's just like um, all these emojis that you're like, cause I've definitely been on my phone and just scrolled and been like, when the fuck would I ever use a three story blue building? Yeah. You know, next yeah. to the, next to like yellow house, you know, emoji right. or like, you know, a, there's some of them are so specific that you're like, it would take me less time to just spell this out than it would to find this emoji buried in like page four of the, yeah, anyway, yeah. It's, it's pretty funny, but yeah, it has its moments. Um, shit, dude. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to say about it, to be honest. Are there any, TJ other- Miller, you should not feel ashamed. Yeah. And I, 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 I mean, do. I don't know if you're capable of feeling shame, but you know, good on you. Just right. fucking keep it rolling, man. Get them checks. You got, you could have done way worse, that's for sure. What are your top, we'll say, three 3D animated films? Uh, ooh, The Incredibles. Yeah, I think so would that be up second there. Second one is going to be pretty exciting for you. Yeah, that teaser. Yeah, I'm stoked. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, that's that's tough. I love Brave. Probably, I haven't seen it. Oh, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? What are you... Are you serious? I haven't seen Brave and or Tangled. Okay. Well, I would recommend Brave over Tangled. I know a lot of people love Tangled. Uh, I also Bra- haven't seen uh, the, the one in the snow. Frozen? Yeah. Yeah, that's also okay. Um, yeah, probably... Surf's Up would be up there. I don't know, man. It's tricky. Like Toy Story... Pixar, Pixar 
has had such an amazing track record that like right. a lot of them are kind of the same for me, but I would say The Incredibles and Brave Rise Above. Um, maybe Toy Story 3 I'd put in there. Maybe all Pixar movies. I don't sure. even know. Th- those those three, I think I think probably those three, but uh, I mean, there's a lot, man. There's a lot I'm to I'm going to hit from. you with a few, although I haven't really seen all of Inside Out either. So like yeah. I, I feel like I need to see I do too. love I do, so there's 3 that I didn't put on this list that are also Pixar that are all the same well, up Inside Out and Monsters Inc. Brilliant. But like So for me, I'm going to have to in no particular <laughs> order. Going to have to go with uh Wally. Okay. Because I was very impressed that they could make an entire movie with basically no dialogue. Yeah. But it still be engaging. Yeah. So like just on that beat alone, I was like Oh, this isn't just a short. This is like a full thing. Mm-hmm. Good for you. I mean, there's dialogue later, but you know what I mean. Um, so Wally's up there. Zootopia. Oh yeah, Zootopia is in my top three. I totally forgot. It's so recent. I was like going back to try to think of like early ones I've seen. Fuck, it's tough, man. There's a lot of great movies that Disney and Pixar have put out. Yeah, and then I don't know. Oh yeah, Zootopia is in my top three for sure. Uh, I don't know what my third one would be, to be honest with you. But probably Brave if you saw it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, it's not like it's like a super, it's not like the, it's not, it won't resonate maybe the same way that a Zootopia might with you, but Mm -hmm. it's just so beautifully done. And it was refreshing to see, you know, Disney had been moving in a direction and I think kids films where they were trying to depict women and young girls, is not always just like princesses or if they were princesses that there could be a variety of, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like Brave felt maybe like the boldest at the time, you know, like it's just, it's really nice. Like she, you know, would rather shoot her bow and arrow than she would do. I don't know. It's just like, and, yeah. and it's Scottish lore. Like it's, I don't know. It's, it just feels different from almost any other animated movie, you know, like the closest thing to it I could think of would be like the how to train your dragon movies, because yeah, even though they're, even though they're Vikings, they have like, feels almost scottish they have a lot of scottish actors you know doing voice acting yeah and it thematically you know like the look and feels kind of similar but that's as close as you get and it's totally different but like yeah brave is i guess number three would would be the movie we mentioned earlier the lego movie yeah it's good only because like as a kid's movie it's still really i mean more than just a kid's movie yeah absolutely i haven't i haven't seen uh wreck it ralph either I enjoyed it. Wreck-It Ralph 2 coming out. Kind of a hidden gem in the 3D homework. animated movies is uh, the Final Fantasy... Advent uh, Children? Not the one with Cloud. Spirits Within? Spirits Within. So many people hate that movie. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't I know. They just think it's not good. I liked it. I liked it. I didn't like the Advent Children it. or whatever. Yeah, that was a little too... Felt like a bonus feature in a... Yeah. In a something else, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. It wasn't really playing up on people's love of those characters you know yeah even though you only see there's that one scene where they're fighting at the end and you see every, all the characters like come in and you're yeah. like but you only see them for like two seconds you're like fuck this whole movie's about people that i don't really care about Other, right you know it's like cloud and tifa and then at the end there's that scene where you see like yuffie and sid and fucking everybody and you know red 13 everybody else comes in anyway whatever yeah. fucking now we're just kind of rambling but so what are we doing next week let the people know what we're doing next week. Well, we kind of talked about it already, but we are Two looking Dope at Queens. Two Dope Queens is the hidden gem, and You Gotta Love It is Atomic Blonde, and those were both chosen by the 
actors of the New Buns web series. Why can I not remember its name? I don't know. Do you, do you remember what it's called? Um, I'll get that for you in a second. But uh, they're going to be on the show with us. And uh, so they chose these. And so we're going to talk about them. Also, just like fucking feel free to listen to every episode. If you could, I don't think that's humanly possible actually between now and next week, but of Two Dope Queens, because that shit is fucking. I'm pretty good at consuming media. It's great. Yeah, but they have like fucking like 92 episodes or something. I guess you could do it technically if you didn't sleep. Yeah. Worth it. Okay. Uh, recommendations. So recommendations. I got a music one this week. Do it. Mine's not music this week. Um, so, I don't know. I kind of went on a, a bit of a deep dive as far as like the whole Tell synth- me it's iDib. Synthwave thing is concerned. Oh, yeah. It totally is. I know where you're going with this. And I landed on uh, as my sort of hidden recommendation for the week. Time Cop 1983. Okay. No, you threw me a curveball there. All right. What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to like go into the, do the deep dive into Italians do it better since you just fucking went ham on their website and like ordered everything that Johnny Jewel's ever been involved in. As you should. It's so cheap. It's amazing, but it's also amazing though. Like his shit. I'm just surprised. Like the the albums are between like 12 and $15. Like it's so crazy. Italians do it better is where it's fucking at by the way the show is called fair trade okay um oh that's great huh that's good right but uh yeah excited to talk to him i mean so it's i'm excited to talk to him about that podcast i will just talk about that podcast for the whole thing well is even the other thing atomic blonde right okay Yeah. yeah uh it started with italians do it better and then i started building this playlist and uh i don't know if you know this uh this other guy magic sword but that's also a big one for me right now but the reason I picked Time Cop 1983 is because not Macross 88 to 90. No, that's 90. pretty dope too, though. <laughs> but um, it ha- not only do they have songs; it's not like all dark and like yeah. you know, synthy. There's also some like light, happy, right? Synthier feels tunes. like a beach town in a in an old RPG, and you're like, oh, this is kind of yeah. yeah. And a lot of not a lot but enough of their songs have guest vocals that sound like 80s guest vocals which are like oh, amazing that's funny it kind of feels like it, it could be a song in top gun or something you know what i mean cool um so yeah check it out time cop 1983 no space did you listen to any of the stuff that i sent you any of the recommendations i sent you when you were listening to macross yeah yeah like young bay and yeah. so on and so forth flamingosis <clears throat> i um I don't know. I think I'm, I feel like I'm turning over a new leaf as far yeah, as all I'm, of this is concerned. I'm stoked. I'm stoked on it, man. I think after living together for four years, being roommates and then working together every single day, I've exposed Lucas to enough hip hop. Yeah. Okay. That he, not that he didn't like hip hop before, you know, he had like the, you know, he knew college dropout and stuff, you know, he knew, yeah. but like I'll come into the office and he will be just listening to hip hop. You know, and nice. not and not just like oh, that's like the new Jay Z. Like he's you know he's got good taste and he's he's rocking stuff. It's, it's great. So I think I'm not saying that I'm the reason that you are now listening to, but like I'm excited yeah, about it, it because I hurt. love a lot of those bands, you know, and groups. So if you as you like discover more and even yeah. discover things I've not heard of, I can be like oh, but have you heard of this group? You yeah. Know? My dream is to get a bunch of this stuff on cassette and listen to it in a classic car. 
you know make it happen man i'm i'm trying mid next year first you might be doing just first is the car then then i can worry about the cassettes yeah oh yeah fuck yeah we can record on the road oh man you can wear your driver jacket (laughs) shit uh okay my recommendation has nothing to do with anything we talked about uh and it it, it's gonna seem very you know probably people who read comics are like uh but i recently uh, as somebody that is a huge hero comic fan uh, purchased and read oh, yeah. very rapidly Secret going. Empire, which is Marvel. Uh, just for those of you who don't read a lot of comics, um, it's like every year there's at least one major arc or event uh, that happens. That throws all the comics together. It throws all the comics together. So it doesn't really matter what, like maybe you only read X-Men or you only read fucking whatever, Captain America or Spider-Man, but uh, they will become embroiled in some sort of conflict that involves every oh not everybody always but like it's just you know a universal event it's like a crossover event right um and you know in recent in the last like decade or more a lot of them have become quite sophisticated one the first one being civil war which is one of my favorite hero comics of all time it was like uh brian michael bendis steve mcniven just like uh you know fun for somebody that just likes superhero action but also actually very poignant you know like a touch on a lot of issues that were told through these fantastic sort of you know fantastical characters and secret empire i would say is probably the first hero comic i've read since civil war which i think is like 2005 that has a similar feel and civil war felt like it was speaking kind of to how the bush administration was sort of dividing people you know yeah this directly feels like it's it felt so relevant with everything that's happening in the states and just sort of around the world and the basic premise if you somehow didn't hear about it on the internet is that captain america the pillar of good and all that you know like he he stand he is the american dream embodied but like he's better than that even you know like he is beyond the superman of the marvel universe Mm -hmm. it turns out that he's actually hydra which is he's been like a sleeper agent for hydra the entire time and i mean that's an oversimplification i the reason i say it that way is because we don't have a lot of time and also i don't want to spoil the comic for you but what is interesting is he doesn't take over in like some crazy you know i mean it is crazy but he's basically given the power which has a lot of parallels to what happened in the states right right trump and then the other interesting thing is that I went into it having just heard a little bit about it, thinking that he's basically like the Red Skull, but he's not. He's still Captain America. He just has a drastically different view of how to make the world a better place now. Yeah. And it had so much more nuance than I was expecting, like so much more. I'm going to need to read this, I it, think. It, it is, I thought it was great. And even the ending, it doesn't have like an ending that felt... It felt like Civil War, like the end of Civil War, things are broken, you know, like it's not like, okay, the heroes won because in Civil War, the heroes are the ones that are fighting. And when everything is over, it's kind of like this is going to change the Marvel Universe, the Marvel comic universe, whatever. And it it feels very like it was satisfying. And this is very, very much the same in that when it's over, you're not like, okay, now everything is clean. Like all it's it's just like real life. All of this ugly stuff has risen to the surface, you know, like when Hydra has essentially taken over. And for those of you that hear me say this and are like, what the fuck is Hydra? It's, it's basically like a fascist uh, like a fascist re- regime. Yeah. Um, almost, there are, but there are almost people, like an Illuminati-like. 
Sure. But like the way that it plays out is basically like they they overthrow, you know, the American government and then they start kind of spreading. And but the interesting thing is like the nuance lies in that some people embrace it, you know? And it just like felt as I was reading it, I was just like, fuck, man, like there are no easy decisions for any of the characters. And it's a really good example of how like, you know, people who are very dismissive generally of hero comics as being childish. Like this is like a really good example of it still has its like humorous moments, but it's mostly like you're like, oh, this is like somebody communicating ideas and a concept and kind of speaking to what's happening in the world around us, but told through the lens of like these fictional characters. And I, I read it in like, maybe two or three sittings and it's like it was like a 10 issue arc i have like the hardcover is like 10 issues plus an issue zero and then like a spinoff you know so there's and like a post issue so it's like a thick fucking and it it was just like it was great so i definitely recommend maybe i'll download the secret war and read all of them yeah i it's much i feel it's much stronger than secret war or even civil war 2 which oh i thought you said it was secret war what's it called secret empire oh secret empire yeah so like the last three in order secret was secret war and then after secret war was civil war 2 and then secret empire so they what happened in civil war 2 by the way it's also fascinating but it's not as good as this one basically what happens is uh an inhuman is born who or is oh it's seeing the future you can see the future but nobody and half the heroes led by tony stark are like okay but we don't know anything about this we don't know if these are true visions we don't know anything about time travel he could be we could be changing what he's seeing as we speak Mm -hmm. and then the other half of the heroes led by captain marvel who who they have very good reasons to feel this way they're like yeah but we can fucking stop these tragedies from happening before they happen which eventually leads to like arresting people before they've done anything wrong so the wedge is a minority report type yeah the wedge is driven between a group of heroes and some villains who are like okay this is kind of fucked up like we shouldn't be do behaving this way and then the others who are just like this is the obvious way to do it which is generally how these events go but like as they are relevant to what's happening in the world around us it's like it's interesting to see how these fictional characters you know what's how the dominoes fall and this has been a great example like i loved it i thought it was great Secret Empire. Okay, I'm getting it. Check it out. Oh, follow us on Instagram. And <laughs> yeah, let, let's get better at this. Uh, first of all, rate and subscribe on iTunes if you can, please. Are you gonna Are you gonna edit this so this came before us saying peace, doing our sign off? No. Should. Now I just ruined it. Oh. Well, maybe I will. All right, whatever. But anyway, rate yeah. and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you know, Google Play. Yeah, where all good podcasts can be found. Just, just you know, make sure people know. Share it with people if you like it. Tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, also, you can follow us on all social medias at Love It Pod. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And if you're feeling really saucy, you can even submit suggestions. Yeah. For future episodes. Email us mailbag at loveitpod.com and tell us what you would like to check out. Or you'd like us to check out. Or you'd like to force us to sit through or listen to or read. And find something to love. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that's more fun for people. There we go. Okay, keep loving it, guys. Peace.